Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and we've got a lot to talk about this week, but first, let me thank our patrons for making this episode possible. Let's move on to our first segment. List Building with Joe! For this week, I wanted to go back to uh, my favorite uh, faction, and that's the First Order. And this is a list that uh, I think has the potential to have some legs. So it's a six-ship list. And what you have is you have Commander Malaris in the TIE-FO with cluster missiles, Lieutenant Gaelic in the TIE-FO with Proud Tradition and Ion Cannon, DT-798 in the TIE-FO with Fanatical, Electronic Baffle, and Advanced Optics. Scorch in the TIE-FO with Fanatical Advanced Optics and Electronic Baffle. Backdraft in the TIE-SF with Proud Tradition, Pattern Analyzer, and Special Forces Gunner. And Agent Terex, that's right, I said Agent Terex, in the Xi Shuttle with Biohexcrypt Codes, Tactical Officer, Cloaking Device, False Transponder Codes, and Overtuned Modulators. And essentially what you have here is um, at, at turn one, or at turn zero, Agent Terex, who, for those that don't know, his pilot ability is set up after placing forces, choose any number of your equipped illicit upgrades and equip them to friendly TIE-FO or TIE-SF fighters. Each ship can be assigned only one illicit this way. End of game, return all illicit upgrades to their original ships. So the idea here is you put false transponder codes on Commander Malaris because she's going to be target locking anyway. Um, you keep cloaking device on Agent Terex and you put overtuned on uh, most likely backdraft. And the idea here is you have, you have Agent Terex cloak almost right away and first turn target lock whoever you think um is is going to need that biohex script codes or basically whoever's going to be off kind of off themselves the best part about this is that you're you've got a six ship list you've got four tie fo's you've got backdraft which is just a bully and everyone can kind of go off and do their own thing or they can be around each other depending on what you're facing and um, a cloak Terex means that he's going to be around longer to get objectives on um, assault on the satellite array and um, going to be able to flip switches um, on scramble and then he'll be a good uh, box carrier on, uh, on uh, gosh, why, why are these all eluding me? But a good, a good box carrier, uh, which any of these ships are because they don't reposition that much. Um, and then um, just tricky to pin down if it's um, on chance engagement. 
So you have essentially all these three agility ships or four if Terex is cloaked um, that are just out running amok. They're pretty much all shooting three die. Um, so it's just, it's, I, I, I don't know. I think it's it's an efficient first order list that has some tricks that you can do. Now, it might just be too gimmicky to be competitive, but uh, I think it's something worth looking into. With that said, let's go ahead and go into our next segment. AMG Rules Forum. And this week we're going to start with Mandalorian Super Commandos versus Scenario Chance Engagement. OP. Is a Mandalorian Super Commandos marker alone next to a satellite? Does it mark a mission point? Answer. No. In the chance engagement scenario, starting on a second round, at the start of the end phase, a player earns one mission point if they contest the satellite. A player contests the satellite if they have one or more ships at range 0 to 2 of the satellite. Mandalorian Super Commandos, Clan Ren Commandos, Death Watch Commandos, Imperial Super Commandos, and Night Owl Commandos are a device and remote and not a ship. Next question. Finn Rao, Shethapith Class OP. Quote, Before an enemy ship in your firing arc engages, if you are not stressed, you may gain one stress token. If you do, that ship cannot spend tokens to modify dice while it performs an attack during this phase. End quote. Does this prevent you from spending force tokens? Does this prevent Jess Pava from spending her charge or charges on Astromex to use her trick? And uh, another quote, while you defend or perform an attack, you may spend one charge or one non-recurring charge from your equip upgrade to re-roll one of your dice for each other friendly ship at range 0 to 1. Answer. No. Finrau and the Shethpeed pilot does not prevent force from being spent. This is because you use you spend force charges, not force tokens. Force charges like shield charges and standard charges are double-sided components used to track various resources. Page 8 of the Rules, Refer- Rules Reference Guidance, version 1.4.31. Tokens are explicitly defined as such in the Rules Reference Guidance. Example, calculate token, evade token, ion token, etc. This also means that Finrau cannot prevent Jess from spending charges either as they are not tokens. Next question. Bump focus with False Tradition live. OP. If a ship with False Tradition bumps an enemy ship and takes a focus action, should the ship take one or two stress? Answer. False Tradition forces you to treat the focus action as read. However, the focus action granted after exclusively overlapping enemy ships is already treated as red, so this means that False Tradition would have no further effect on the difficulty of this action. As a result, only a single stress would be taken for it being a red action. Next question. Friendly ship at range 0 to 1. OP. Does 0 to 1 include yourself? For example, Captain Jonas in the TIE SA Bomber ability and Valen Rudor in the TIE LN Fighter ability. 
So would Captain Jonas be able to use his ability on himself, which means he can reroll up to two attack die? And would Valen be able to perform an action after Valen defends? Answer. Under the friendly entry in the rules reference guidance, page 13 of version 1.4.31, it says, quote, a friendly ship to itself can affect itself with any of its abilities that affect friendly ships unless those abilities explicitly refer to other friendly ships, end quote. This means that the abilities that use the phrase a friendly ship at range 0 to X are able to target themselves, allowing both Jonas and Valen to use their abilities on themselves. Next question. Ignoring obstacle effects. OP. If I use mining ties to ignore asteroids, does that mean they can still shoot when on one? Also much. How... If I use Kiara Crew on the Falcon to lock and ignore the obstacle, can I still shoot from on the obstacle? Does this also allow me to use Trickshot? Answer. The modified TIE LN fighter mining ties only ignore asteroids while they are moving. As a result, they are no longer ignoring obstacles while engaging and thus are not able to shoot while on an asteroid. Kiara Crew, on the other hand, includes that you also ignore obstacles you are locking while performing attack. So yes, if Kiara Crew is on an overlap is on an overlapping an obstacle, that the ship she is on is locking that ship would still be able to attack. The FAQ version 1.43.1 has a good description of what ignoring obstacles. Wow, that was really confusing to read. Next question. Cannon ship ability clarification. OP. Cannon ability specifies while you or a ship in your turret defends. Since his turret is range 2, does this mean in range 3 of his turret ability does not apply? Answer. No, the turret arc of the Hawk 290 light freighter extends to range 3. Cannon Jarrus, pilot, Hawk 290 light freighter, scum and villainy, pilot would work anywhere in that arc. And the last question that we'll be, we will read is ancillary ion weapons. OP, I have a question concerning the new ancillary ion weapons. The upgrade reads, quote, while you perform a front arc attack before rolling dice, you may spend two charges. If you do, your crit results deal ion tokens instead of damage. End quote. Does it mean that the effect triggers even if the attack does not hit? Answer. No. The ancillary ion weapon effects means that after step four of an attack, the neutralized result step, if there are any uncancelled critical results remaining, you would deal ion tokens instead of critical damage. All right, now that those segments are done, let's go ahead and look into Kyber. And uh, there have been some updated Kyber stats provided by official Team France. And what we see is the uh, winning percentage ratios of the different factions. So we're going to start with the Separatist Alliance, which is at 55.7%. 
The Resistance at 53.2%, Republic at 52%, Rebel at 51%, Empire at 50.4%, Scum at 46%, and First Order at 42.3%. So why should you care about these numbers? Well, if you're looking at a list, if you still haven't pegged one down for LVO, which is coming up this weekend, or Worlds, and you think, like I do, that the Kyber Cup is uh, a glimpse at the early meta for 2023, then what you're going to want to look at is Separatist, Resistance, or Republic for your faction during LVO. And this might might extend into Worlds. We'll have to see as we get farther down the list of, um, or not farther down the list, farther, uh, closer to Worlds. But I think right now that's, that's interesting. And um, I think, and this is, again, just kind of based on my own experience as I've been getting in lots of different games in the week, I would say this is pretty accurate um, as far as win percentages overall in the meta. Now, this is a, a, a larger aspect of a smaller amount, um, I know that's really confusing to say, uh, of the meta as a whole. And you got to keep in mind that uh, Kyber doesn't allow any fluctuation in the meta. So we're seeing kind of how the meta was at the start of 2023, and we're seeing the win percentages off of uh, those lists. So it doesn't allow any adjustment, any uh, counteraction in the meta, but I still think it's a good example. And um, I would say if you haven't picked a faction for LVO, then you want to look at Separatist first, Resistance second, and Republic third. And then Rebel and Empire after that. And you kind of want to steer away from Scum or First Order. Now, uh, that doesn't mean that there's not a scum list or a first order list that is um, extremely viable in the meta. Um, it, this is just kind of a, a glimpse at what it is. And um, I think you'd be wise to look at those factions. Gosh, I just repeated myself a whole lot. Um, <laughs> anyway... That's Kyber. Let's move on to the next topic. So the main topic that I wanted to talk about this week is um, kind of the, the development of the meta. So how I, how I came to this topic is I looked at all the January tournaments that had 12 or more players and more or less complete data. And we're going to look at the top lists. Um in each of those tournaments and kind of get an idea of what the 2023 meta is before LVO. Now, I know that this is just right before LVO, uh, but it's good data nonetheless to look at. So we're going to start with RSG X-Wing um, Jan Orzuary Jam Session. And this one was um, happened in New Jersey, 
And the uh, top pilot was Tom Trass. He was flying Empire with Darth Vader. So this is Boy Vader, Marksmanship Hate, and Afterburners. Flight Leader Ubel with Ruthless, Stink Laser Cannons, Tiber Sacton, Tactical Scrambler, Targeting Assist, um, Configuration, a Black Squadron Ace, Mauler Mythal with Predator and Afterburners, and Countdown with Crackshot, Predator, BT-1, and Targeting Computer. Next was Chance Crawford, flying First Order with Recoil with Predator and Sensor Scramblers, Commander Malaris with Cluster Missiles, Lieutenant Gaelic with Elusive and Ion Cannon, Static with Elusive and Ion Cannon, Scorch with Shield Upgrade, and DT-798 with Shield Upgrade. So we have a very defensive First Order list here, but um, kind of what we're seeing is as meta for First Order, which is, um, what it, we got five ties and a five-pointer. All right, next we've got Jason Michael flying Resistance with Ray with Patience, Heroic, Rose Tico, Finn, Engine Upgrade, and Tidal. Zay Versio with Heroic, Elusive, Ferrosphere Paint, Integrated S-Foils and Jamming Beam. Merrill Cobbin with Heroic Automated Targeting Priority. Jarek Yeager with Concussion Missiles, Overtune Modulators, Targeting Computer, Kaz's Fireball, and BB-8 with Chewbacca. So we've got a... Um, again, this is stuff that I that I have seen in the different matches that I'm looking at. So we've got Ray, which is a heavy hitter. Zay, which is just a, an amazing, efficient piece and then you've got three other ships in Merrill, Yarrick and uh, BB-8 alright then we've got John Nielsen with Poe Dameron with so another resistance list Poe Dameron with Heroic, Trick Shot Ray, False Transponder Codes Engine Upgrade and Ray's Millennium Falcon so this is Falcon Poe Elo Atsi with Heroic Advanced Optics, S-Foils and Heavy Laser Cannon Nine Numb with Markmanship, Pattern Analyzer, S-Foils, and Heavy Laser Cannon. And Finn with Elusive, Heroic, and Perceptive Co-Pilot. So Poe in the Falcon is is just, it's a good, solid piece. Um, and having backed up by two T-70s and then Finn, um, I, I can see why this list did well. Alright, next is Brett Freeman flying Republic. With Anakin Skywalker with Outmaneuver and R7A7. Obi-Wan Kenobi with Predator, CLT, and Shield Upgrade. Adi Gala with Patience, Predator, C110P, Calibrated Laser Targeting. And Click with R3 Astromech, Precision Ion Engines, and Alpha 3E Eshk title. So a little different loadout on click there, but you've got 7B Anakin, uh, and then, um, which I imagine click is locking Obi-Wan and Anakin, because Adi can kind of take care of themselves. So that's a pretty efficient list. And then the last one that we'll look at in this particular tournament uh, comes from Zach Hood, who is flying Corn Horn with elusive proton torpedoes, R3 Astromech and S-Foils, Tycho Kelchu with Composure, Hopeful, Tractor Beam, and Proton Rockets, 
Arian Kraken with Elusive and Plasma Torpedoes, Jack Porkins with Advanced Proton Torpedoes R5-D8 and Unstable Sublight Engines, and Garvid Dreas with Advanced Proton Torpedoes and R5-K6. So just an efficient Rebel list. Now, if you look at this, um, aside from the First Order and the Empire being at the top, um, this kind of sort of um, fits into what we were seeing with the percentages um, in Kyber. Now, the next tournament that we're going to look at is PG's January 2023 X-Wing Tournament. This one happened in Portland, Oregon. And we start with Grizzly with the winning list uh, with Republic flying Lulo with Predator, Heroic, and Shield Upgrade. Tally with Predator, Elusive, Heroic, and Advanced Optics. Stefan Vanek with Predator, Heroic, and Proton Rockets. And ZZ Talo with Heroic, Proton Rockets, Advanced Optics. And Finn with Predator, Heroic, and Perceptive Copilot. So almost, almost 5A. But still a, uh, just a, I, I would, I would describe this as an objective list. All right. Next, we've got the Gordon, who is flying First Order. So this is coming in number two. With Scorch with Predator Fanatical Advanced Optics, DT798 with Proud Tradition Prime Thrusters, interesting. Grudge with Fanatical Electro Chaff Missiles, Skilled Bombardier, and Seismic Charges. Lieutenant Gaelic with Marksmanship and Ion Cannon. Commander Mallors with Cluster Missiles, and Backdraft with Elusive Pattern Analyzer and Special Forces Gunner. Coming in third, we have Diablo with Captain Faroff with Ruthless, The Child, and Targeting Computer. Vizier with Imperial Super Commandos and Ablative Plating. And <laughs> three Scarif Base Pilots, so five Reapers, right? One Scarif Base Pilot has Targeting Computer and Director Krennic. The other one has Grand Moff Tarkin and Targeting Computer. And the last one has Minister Tua and Tactical Scrambler. That's a hilarious list. Um, yeah. Um, Director Krennic and Targeting Computer are a little redundant, but, I mean, what else are you going to do with that one point? All right. Next, we've got Dragonkin Flying Resistance. With Poe Dameron without maneuver, R4 Astromech, Ferrisphere Paint, Electronic Baffle, Overdrive Thrusters, and Integrated S Foils, Black One, and Jamming Beam. Lulu with Predator Heroic and Shield Upgrade. Warby with Cluster Missiles. Zay Versio with Ferrisphere Paint, R6 D8, Integrated S Foils. And BB8 with Targeting Synchronizer and Targeting Computer. That's interesting that you would put that on BB-8. But, I mean, obviously he did well. Um, yeah. So that was the last one that we were going to look at for the Portland tournament. That one had 12 players. Next, we're looking at Demolition Games, X-Wing Standard in Utah. This one had 13 players. 
And coming in first place was Anakin. So this is a Republic list. Anakin with Extreme Maneuvers, Predator, and R2-D2. So I'm guessing that's 7B Anakin. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi with Elusive, CLT, and Shield Upgrade. Wolf with Wolfpack, Veteran Tail Gunner, and Q7 Astromech. Jag with Veteran Tail Gunner, R4P Astromech, and Synchronized Console. So this kind of this is an archetype that we've seen before. Um, you've got uh, two aces backed up by two efficient, um, basically beef. Um, the most typical place that you saw this archetype was in um, Empire, where you're running Vader, Sunterfell, and two bombers. So same same kind of idea there. Uh, I also, we had a buddy at LVO last year who did it with First Order, uh, who who did pretty well. And I think you could probably still maybe make that work in First Order. We'll, we'll play with that um, maybe uh, towards the end of the episode. We'll see. All right. Uh, second place, also coming in um, with uh, a total score of four. With CIS with Django with Trickshot, Count Dooku, Seismic Charges, False Transponder Codes, Slave One, and Veteran Tail Gunner. Dirge with President Predator, <laughs> Sync Laser Cannon, Xanadu Blood. General Grievous with Outmaneuver, Impervium Plating, Solus One, and a Bactoid Prototype with Threat Tracers, Energy Shell Charges, Independent Calculations, and Landing Struts. Next, we've got an Empire list. This is flown by uh, Thomas Schoen. And if I didn't mention it, Boone Polson was the first place Republic list. And Mike uh, Sacedo was the CIS list uh, pilot. All right, so Thomas Schoen flying Empire. Coming in third place, Darth Vader with Marksmanship, Hate, and Afterburner. So Boy Vader. Flight Leader Ubal with Swarm Tactics, Sync Laser Cannons, and BT-1. Wampa with Elusive and Vengeful. So this is uh, Boy Wampa. Uh, Boy Mauler Mythal uh, with Predator and Afterburners. And Iden Versio with Elusive and Ion Cannon. So three ties, Flight Leader Ubal and Darth Vader. Uh, again, another staple that we've seen. Uh, and then the last one that we'll talk about is Darth Tater, also flying uh, Empire. And this one we have Darth Vader with Hate, Juke, and Cluster Missiles. So this is uh, Defender Vader, Vizier with Emperor Palpatine, two Black Squadron Aces, and Magna Tolvin with Squad Leader and Heavy Laser Cannon. All right, moving to the next tournament. We've got the Wampa Warm-Up. This one happened in Great Britain. And in first place would be a name um, that the X-Wing community should be familiar with, and that's David Sutcliffe, who is the uh, author behind Stay on the Leader. And uh, if you followed his latest blog post, he was talking about the First Order, and he managed to win the whole thing with the First Order. And he was flying Lieutenant Gaelic with Proud Tradition Ion Cannon, Commander Mallers with Cluster Missiles, DT-798 with Shield Upgrade, Scorch with Shield Upgrade, Ember with Elusive and Pattern Analyzer, and Grudge with Electro-Chap Missiles, 
thermal detonators, and delayed fuses. So again, we're seeing all those ties, and then there's just a couple of different four pointers in here to use up the rest of the uh, the rest of the points. So not surprised to see that. All right, next was Richard Pulley flying Rebellion with Ezra Bridger with Compassion, Harrison Dula, Clan Rin Commandos, Veteran Tail Gunner, Drop Seat Bay, Night Brother, and Swivel Ring. So this is um, Gauntlet Ezra, Arvel with Crackshot and Predator, Derek Clevin with Squad Leader, Keo Venzi with Crackshot and Concussion Missiles, and Colby Sparato with Hopeful R4 Astromechs, False Transponder Codes, and S-Foils. So almost everyone at the same uh, initiative, aside from Colby, everyone else is at the I-3, um, which is something we don't typically see. So props to Richard for uh, doing as well as he did uh, in that tournament. Next, we've got Ben Hibbert flying Republic. So we have Hound with Satine and Corky Craze, Agile Gunner and Electronic Baffle, Contrail with Dedicated R3 Astromech, Delayed Fuses, Besh Configuration and Connor Nets, Click with Dedicated R3 Astromech, Besh and Seismic Charges, Obi-Wan Kenobi with Patience, Shattering Shot, Trick Shot, Heavy Laser Cannon and R4P Astromech, and Kickback with Diamond Moron Missiles and Munitions Failsafe. And then next we have Robert um, Gagas. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Uh, flying Scum and Villainy. And we have Gamut Key with Fin Rao and Proton Bombs. Q90 with IG88D, Lando Calrissian, Heavy Laser Cannon, BT1, Overtune Modulators, and the Razorcrest title. Bosk with Marksmanship, Predator, Magpulse, Warheads, and Overtune Modulator. Lima Kai with Dorsal Turret, Proton Torpedoes, and Dirge with Ion Cannon and Heavy Laser Cannon. Now, Robert was the last one that we were going to talk about in this list. The player count for the Wampa warm-up was 14, and again, it happened in uh, in the UK. And then the last one that we're going to talk about is the SZ-Wing Turnier Use the Force X-Wing 2.5 tournament, and this happened in, it looks like, Germany, um, and there were 20 players. And so we start off, um, we have four players that all scored four total points. And we start with Dr. Fridge, who is flying resistance with, excuse me, Poe Dameron. So this is Falcon Poe with Composure, Trick Shot, Novice Technician, Ray False Transponder Codes, Engine Upgrade, and Ray's Millennium Falcon. ZZ Talo with Heroic, Proton Rockets, and Advanced Optics. Lulo Lampar with Predator, Heroic, and Shield Upgrade. And Zay Versio with Heroic, M9G8, and S-Foils. So he came in number one. And again, these first four players all scored top, so they didn't 
I guess they didn't do a cut. Um, next is Raffleru flying CIS. So we have Django Fett with elusive jamming beam, Savajo press, thermal detonators, false transponder codes, contraband cybernetics, delayed fuses, Slave One title, and veteran tail gunner. Dirge with marksmanship, ion cannon, Xanadu blood, and seismic charges. Volan Das with elusive Deadman Switch shield upgrade. The Iron Assembler with energy shell charges, munitions fail safe, independent calculations, and grappling struts. And DFS 081 with Discord missiles, independent calculations, and grappling struts. Next, we've got Han 248 flying Republic. So we have Hawk with dedicated Agile Gunner, 7th Fleet Gunner. Contrail with elusive R4P17, delayed fuses, best configuration and proton bombs. OB1 Kenobi with elusive calibrated laser targeting and shield upgrade. And Anakin Skywalker with patience, elusive R7A7 and shield upgrade. And then rounding out the, uh, the top four on this particular tournament, we have Backfire 84, Flying Empire. So we have Boy Vader, Juno Eclipse with Marksmanship, Pattern Analyzer, Fire Control System, Countdown with Crackshot, Proton Bombs, and Targeting Computer, Vizier with Emperor Palpatine, and an Academy Pilot. Next... We've got Voltha Gix flying CIS. We see uh, Count Dooku with Hate, Savage Opress, Scimitar, Kraken, DBS 404 with Advanced Proton Torpedoes, Contingency Protocol, and Strut Lock Override. This is all, this is SOC, SOC DBS 404, SOC DBS 32C. A bombardment drone with proximity mines, independent calculations, and strut lock override. Also SOC bombardment drone. DFS 081 with energy shell charges, munitions failsafe, and grappling struts. And the iron assembler with energy shell charges, munitions failsafe, and grappling struts. Then we've got Scum Dan. Not flying scum. Flying Empire with Countdown with Tiber Saxon Proton Bombs. Darth Vader and the Defender with Malice, Juke, and Heavy Laser Cannon. Iden Versio with Elusive and Ion Cannon. And two Academy Pilots. Then we've got Izzy, Flying Resistance. So we've got Poe Dameron with Trickshot, Composure, Novice Technician, Ray, False Transponder Codes, and Engine Upgrade. ZZ Tolo with Heroic Proton Rockets Advanced Optics, Lulo with Heroic Predator and Shield Upgrades, and Tally with Heroic Predator Crackshot Advanced Optics. Then we've got Toto 75, Flying Empire. So we see Morna Key with Composure, Darth Vader, Triple Zero, BT-1, and Dauntless. Major Vermeil with Predator, Captain Hark, ISB Slicer, and Shield Upgrade, and four Black Squadron Aces. And the last one that we'll talk about is uh, Wolf Castle, who is flying First Order with Kylo Ren with Brilliant Evasion, Malice, Predator, Sensor Scramblers, Shield Upgrade, Enhanced Jamming Suite, 
Commander Malarus with Magpulse Warheads, Scorch with Fanatical Elusive Advanced Optics, DT-798 with Fanatical Advanced Optics, Agent Tyranny with Fanatical Elusive and Automated Targeting Priority, Tactical Officer, General Hux, and Ablative Plating. So, um, alright, so that gets us through uh, all of the tournaments. So what, is, what does all of that mean? Well, um, I think we're seeing a fairly consistent uh, adherence to the stats we're seeing in uh, Kyber, with the uh, exception being, and uh, Separatists are uh, consistently underrepresented, which is the reason I'm taking them to LVO. Again, my to- uh, my goal is top eight in faction. Um, we'll see if that happens. Uh, again, typically I'm kind of a, a mid-tier player, uh, but that's my goal. Um, so I think I think the the data that we're seeing out of Kyber is reflecting in these smaller tournaments overall, and not really not really surprised by that. All right, so a little bit ago I uh, had brought up, um, could you do the similar type of argue, archetype archetype with the first order that I had talking about, where you've got uh, two six and uh, or six five and an efficiency. And uh, the answer is yes, you can. Um, so here's here's how that would look in the first order if you wanted to try it. So um, you'd run two of the three following ships. Um, hold on, let me just do one thing real quick. Sorry, I'm going to do this uh, live. So you would run... Uh, sorry. All right. So you run two of the three of these three, either uh, Mon- Von Reg, Major Von Reg with Outmaneuver, Marksmanship, and Pattern Analyzer. Quick Draw with Fanatical Elusive Pattern Analyzer, Special Forces Gunner, Fire Control System, and Afterburners. Or Kylo Ren with Shattering Shot, Predator, Advanced Optics, Shield Upgrade, Enhanced Jamming Suite. So two of the three of those. And then the the two bombers that I chose for this particular archetype are Grudge with Daredevil, Skilled Bombardier, Proximity Mines, and Engine Upgrade. And Joel Gerderod with Daredevil, Proximity Mines, and Engine Upgrade. And the the idea here is you have two AC-type ships. Um... Probably more quick draw Kylo than Von Reg, um, but you could do it with the two I6s if you if you wanted to do that, and uh, a couple of efficiency pieces. So that's kind of a, a bonus list building with Joe that we just tacked on to the end of this episode. Thank you very much for making it this far in the episode. I really appreciate your time. Thank you again to our patrons for making this episode possible and for making travel to different events also possible with a special shout out to Isophane for um, selecting me in his initiative so I can go to Worlds this year. Please consider leaving a review. However you consume this podcast, I read each one and they mean a lot to me. As you know, 
I like to end every podcast with a question. And this week's question is, which faction do you think comes out on top at LVO? This is Sailor Joe, signing off. You're not alone.